Welcome to the Colorado A-List. We're building a thriving business community based on generous leadership and authentic connections. I'm your host, Matt Brower, and today's episode is brought to you by Column Commercial Partners. Column Commercial Partners is a Colorado-based real estate company exclusively advocating for the tenant and buyer side of the table. If your company has real estate needs coming up, you can find them at www.columncommercial.com. Our guest today is a badass woman who defines the term serial entrepreneur. She touts herself as the meathead hippie, which is a copyrighted term, by the way. You should Google it. She's empowering others to empower themselves by way of food, lifting, and education. She has several things going on. She's the founder of Unleashed Fitness, a personal training company. She's the founder of Evolved Motion, a backpack that turns into a weight training bag. She's the founder of Element Tea, which is a tea company. Uh, Also the founder of Body Awareness Project, which is an educational course subscription box. And then she's also the founder of Platform Strength, which is a 24-hour strength and conditioning gym right on the corner of 32nd and Blake Street in Rhino. Welcome to the show, and thanks for being here, Emily Schramm. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm super excited about this conversation today because you have so much going on. I'm a person that uh, loves having multiple things going on, and I often find it hard to balance it all while sustaining a personal life as well and spending some me time. So I really want to you know, learn how you're doing it all. So well, It's a work in progress. It's a day-to-day <laughs> thing for sure. <laughs> Great. So uh, why don't we jump in, if you can give us a little bit of, uh, of your background. How did you grow up? Um, would love to hear kind of where your passion for food and fitness began. Yeah, I think it all became a beautiful accident. You know, that's really the theme of my life. Uh, No intention of owning my own business at any point. Just a little bit of a rebel as as I was growing up, kind of not very good at authority. Therefore, that translated into not very good at having a boss, Um, which is always (laughs) like a win and a lose. I think everyone could say that to some extent. Uh, But I knew very quickly after having my own internal transformation, actually watching myself on reality TV became a really hard thing. And instead of running away from it again, like I had done for multiple years in my life, trying to pretend like I could outrun the discomfort, I decided to finally take my life in my own hands and do something about it. And the only way I knew how to do it, at least initially, was to move more and to really start feeling strong, which translated into not just feeling strong physically, but mentally and emotionally and all the ways that strength training can translate over. And so for me, it was really this moment, I call it my superhero moment, where I finally, you know, living in Keystone, Colorado, learning how to snowboard, finally saying, you know what, I'm sick of feeling this way. I'm going to do something about it, starting to go to the gym, starting to learn about food and just feeling like a superhero, finally feeling like nothing could stop me and I was invincible and always looking externally for answers and finally realizing it was internal. And that was when I knew I had to become a trainer. I had to work with people. I had to figure out a way to just share the goodness of what I had discovered of this own empowerment that I think everyone has 
has it inside, right? They just have to tap into it and access it. So it started off as a personal training business, which took a while to get into. It wasn't just magic. I mean, I washed dogs in order to pay bills for a long time and yeah, um, I, build my clientele and yeah. working. I, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I, was, uh, I, I was a personal trainer back in the day as well. And it's, you know. uh, when you start out, it is a very difficult business to make money in until you, you know, obviously get to your level. Uh, so it's, um, yeah, I know the feeling. So it's I completely hard. understand. It's definitely hard. And you, you know, you love it because it is so fulfilling. You see the light bulbs go off with people. You get to work one-on-one with people. It's, it was so addicting instantly. I was like, this is definitely what I'm supposed to do, but it didn't necessarily translate into a decent paycheck, you know, mm-hmm. and that, that really didn't come until accidentally when I, left for filming a challenge. So very similar to Survivor and very similar to like a spin-off of Real World. I had just built this clientele and then they wanted me to leave for six weeks. And I was so <laughs> devastated because I had worked so hard to get this baseline. And now I had to leave them and not communicate with them. But I wanted to say yes to this opportunity. So I found a friend that helped me build a website that started tracking points. So when I came back, they would have all the points logged. And it was just a little bit of accountability to keep them on track while I was gone. And that turned into what is now my 21-day MFIT challenge, which I've had over 40,000 people run through. And so oh my it's gosh. such an accident. It came, you know, it was like, oh, well, people would pay for this. Let's let's do it for $21. 21 yeah. days, $21. And it's been running for six years. I was going to just ask how long ago that was. Yeah. So you were... Presented with an opportunity, you you had built this business. You were presented with an opportunity that you did not want to pass up. So you were presented with this problem of, oh my gosh, how do I uh, solve this? How do I sustain this while I'm gone? Mm-hmm. So uh, you built a process. Uh, speaking, you know, my business background, processes and systems. You created a process that now is a very successful part of your. Mm-hmm. Um, your, your company mm-hmm. or what you're, what you're up to now. Wow. And I think it's such a lesson for everything I do is that when you follow your passion and what you really want to do, even though it doesn't make sense in the business world, it comes, it, it will pay off in some way. Right. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people say no to opportunity because it feels selfish and they close off parts of them. I see this with entrepreneurs all the time. It's not quite in alignment with maybe their business, but it is in alignment with themselves and they will say no to it because the timing isn't right or they have to focus on the grind and the hustle and the details and the systems and the processes, which all has its place. And there's a lot of work that has to be done in those areas But when you really want to do something or if you really want to pursue something that doesn't make sense to anybody else around you, but it's that itch that you get, if you follow it, it's doors open up, right? I would have never figured out how to make that system that ended up being my kind of baseline for what is now Unleashed Fitness and MFit. So it's just really cool for, for me always reminding myself if it doesn't quite make sense, but I still want to do it figure out a way to do it. Wow. Yeah. What a great lesson early on that you got. Cause uh, so you, pre- if you're presented with a problem like that, a lot of people will just, well, that's not working out. I'm going to move on. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard two examples of that already. One with the business, but before that your body and your health and your wellness, uh, you weren't, you've decided to, you know, I hate to use this term, sounds harsh, but like make yourself the victim of your own body or your own ailments or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you said, no, this is actually going to be, you know, you found it within you to, 
take control of that and, mm -hmm. and change it. It's just hero's yeah. journey, right? And yeah. then you get to tell other people because how could you not yeah. when you have those moments? Yeah, very cool. Thanks for the, uh, thanks for the background there. Yeah. <laughs> so um, how have you, you have so many things going on and these, all these companies are actively uh, being you know, successful, running. How have you been able to um, handle it all? You know, do you have, are you like a process uh, guru and do you have a lot of leaders helping you, you know, run all this stuff? Like talk I'm to that a little bit. I'm how to be a process guru. Nice. <laughs> um, I have a great team. You okay. know, I have a team uh, until I have partners and until I have, you know, the, the people in place to get them all where I want. You know, each one, again, they all kind of just were problems to their answers to problems that I had. So mm -hmm. Evolve Motion, I was traveling and I didn't have a way to work out. And mm -hmm. I was at a hotel. I took my suitcase and I stuffed it with everything I could and I started squatting with it. And I realized this <laughs> would be such a good thing for my clients who are at home. As they get stronger, they have to add more weight. And so there's this big problem of I want to weight train while I travel, but I also want weight training to be accessible. So I created the MPAC, and then the team was built for the MPAC, a very small team, but people that helped me with the design and the product and launching the Kickstarter. We've had two successful Kickstarter campaigns with it, and figuring out all of a sudden the product side of things is mm -hmm. just a whole different business. But it was really addicting because I was no longer selling myself. I was selling something that represented everything that I wanted, adventure and fitness and strength yeah. in a product, right? So it was a fun pivot of saying, well, how can I how can I do this more? And so that's kind of how everything has rolled in. And so it's the people that are passionate about it. They honestly are some of the first consumers. And those are the people that I've actually brought on for the team. So wow. uh, we have a great team that just helps with whether it's the social media and the email campaign and the marketing and really connecting with my consumer. Uh, it's just making sure that that communication's there and the processes are improving all the time. And they have to evolve all the time because our business evolves all the time. But it's definitely just knowing that I trust myself and this has to go, even though it doesn't make quite as much sense in the business world on paper, it makes so much sense. Similar to saying yes to those passions and saying yes to those things that you love. It's been so amazing to see how your intuition and how just following what lights you up will bring you success and mm. getting rid of the noise, getting rid of almost too much self-development books and reads and podcasts yeah. and business books, although they have their place and I take as much as I can from them. At the end of the day, I know exactly how to run this business. Mm. I know who my consumer is because it's me. It's it's me. It's like who needs help with strength training? Somebody that didn't know it could change their life from the inside out. Right. How can I teach that person? How can I find that person? And then I find the, the person that can help me translate that in the way that I need to. But it's just been such a fun... I mean, every day is so fun. It's yeah. just a really wild ride. So pa you let passion drive what you're up to and the rest kind of falls into place. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Do you find, uh, do you find it easy or difficult to find team members that share this passion or how do you keep it alive for them? Well, I, I really do feel so lucky because my first business being an online training business, it was in person, but very quickly doing online and doing YouTubes and connecting with people mm -hmm. through that online portal starting the Facebook groups and really finding this tribe of people that were 
in it from day one, mm. yep. if not day two, you know? And so they've seen it grow. They've seen it evolve. And so I really early on started my own affiliate program that I called Ambassadors. And we had about 120 apply. And I those are actually the people that have become my Facebook moderators, my social media advocates, um, the ones that have seen it from the beginning. Not to say it'll always stay that way. I've definitely brought on team members that didn't know who I was from the beginning, and they've been fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, but I actually really believe in these personality tests. So I always have people take the Enneagram, and I always have people take uh. 16 personalities. And you can find the perfect role when you can see right away what that person is. So I know for social media, I won't hire anybody that's not a campaigner. And I, don't, I mean that in like the most, the best way possible. Right. They have to be on it. And finding that person is hard when you're trying to teach a campaigner um, or a non-campaigner. So it's really fun to kind of say, well, you're passionate about the impact. You love it. You think it's a great idea. Do you have the skill set? Let's see. And yeah. so it's trial and error. And if that skill set's not there, well, what is the skill set? Maybe it's the podcast transcription. And I honestly, I care about the people because it's the interaction that my clients and my customers have mm -hmm. more so than it being perfect on paper and resume. I, if the person is right, there's always a role. And when they find that role, they blossom. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I've heard a lot of, uh, you know, and I've experienced this too. A lot of business owners will say, well, no, they're a great person. I just need to put them, they need to be in the right seat. But when you can authentically look at, well, maybe they're just not the right person, just realizing that and moving forward and making a choice or a decision about that Which, quick, like yeah. right now. Uh, you know, can transform your business in itself. Yeah, which is so hard. I mean, I've definitely had the hire the wrong people moments. Right. You know, so there's as much as you want to put them in a place, and I'm a total empath. And so it's, you know, you feel way more than you want to. You want to just sometimes be the businesswoman that can, like, cut it off, and it is right. what it is, and mm -hmm. see, the, see the numbers and then move on. And I've just had a hard time working that way. But there's times you just have to do it. And right. it's kind of this... Um, sinking ship mentality, right? If it's, if it's going down, it's not just one person, it's the whole ship. So exactly. Yeah. It's just a, the hard lesson and the yeah. journey, part of the journey. I've heard people say hire slow. Or I get, maybe it came yeah. from a book, hire slow and fire fast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, uh, what, uh, what are your biggest challenges that you'd say you face on a daily basis? Mm. Well, it's always the work of I'm really great at delegating at this point. I have to be, right? Mm -hmm. So having five startups and all of them growing and moving and all having such great potential and also seeing where they're going. And it's amazing, but you also have to delegate very quickly. Yep. You can't just go off of what you're passionate about because things will, the balls will be dropped if yep. so. And so for me, I think it's saying I started off as just a visionary of like, this could be amazing, but it's still just me that I have to talk to. And then it was one person I have to talk to. And then it was three people I had to talk to. And then all of a sudden it's eight people I have to talk to and communicate with. And so it's understanding what's the best form of getting my brain onto paper. What is my best way of saying, this is the big picture when they might not quite understand it, really making sure that they feel connected from the ground up, but in a way that doesn't exhaust me because I'm always communicating. There was a period of time where no longer was I creating. I was just 
trying to get people to stay on board. Uh, yeah. And that was the struggle of this is clearly not working. And if people think that's what being a boss is, maybe it is for people that want to do it a certain way. I'm not a boss because I want to be a boss. I'm a boss because I want to create. I yeah. want to be in positions to see a hole in a gap in an industry and fill it. And I, I'm a chronic startupper, right? Yeah. I, I love that. And that's what I'm always going to love. And as soon as that shifted and I was like, wow, I am, all I'm doing is telling people what to do and how to do it and saying, yes, no, yes, no. Where is the capacity for me to create? Because that's why I'm here. I, I was put on this earth to create. And now all of a sudden I'm just Doing, doing, yeah. Well, I'm not. I'm not even being in the moment because I'm so ahead of. We have to hit these numbers. We have to hit this goal, and all of a sudden, it it was just taking it. And we all go through phases. We mm-hmm. kind of drive that force, and then we have to take a step back and say, like, wow, why do I feel so exhausted? Why do I feel so depleted and drained? And it's always because, you know, it doesn't really matter what's on your plate if you're doing it almost in a constant flow state because it's exactly what you should be doing. You can go really long days without feeling like that burnout that mm. we've all experienced. And it's because you're doing, you know, it takes time to get there and finding the right people to help you with that. But it's so amazing when those days I'm like, how did I do that today? I had an insane day, but I'm still invigorated. I'm still feeling like high on life. And it's right. because the right people were in place. And all I did was the exact thing I am meant to do, which was create and showcase. And it just is this fun thing where on the flip side, you can say, well, why do I feel so drained and so exhausted? And I don't want to do this again tomorrow. Well, instead of just saying, this is the life, this is the hustle. Mm-hmm. It's saying, well, what was on my plate today? Going, I literally go back through my calendar. I'm like, God, that really left me feeling icky. Or that conversation was really unnecessary, you know, and wow. you can start to see, yeah. it's just like when I eat a food, if my, if my stomach hurts, I think so many people do this. And this is a big part of my work as a nutritionist. Your stomach doesn't hurt because your stomach hurts. There was a reason it hurts. <laughs> right. right? Yeah. And so w- instead of always having this issue of my stomach hurts and I'm bloated. and That's I'm just getting, how I am. That's how yeah. it is, that, which is how I lived 20 years of my life. Right. Saying, no, what did I eat today that made that happen? And once I understand it, I now can have this sense of awareness and also empowerment because I'm no longer just chasing something. It's like, all right, I know the next time someone offers that type of meeting or conversation, I want to know exactly what I'm showing up for. I want to know exactly what I'm getting into or I'm going to leave really drained and really empty. And that's Mm. not that's not good for either of the parties, right? And so it's just trial and error, trial and error, trial and error. Right. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, it, on the other side of delegation is trust. And what I'm hearing from you is like you've having the right people in the right seats mm. or having the right people on your team, whatever seat they're in, like you trust them emphatically and there's no question mm. so that you don't have to think about it. You it, know, you it, can be in that yeah. creative state all the time, whereas, which is where you thrive. Trust is so hard too, isn't it? Yeah. It, that's yeah. it. I think that's the work, right? When people want, so many times I'm like, next year I want to be this place. And I realize like when you look back and I've been doing this for so long, there's a reason it takes time. There's mm. such a reason that there's so much. It's not because you have to prove yourself to the universe. It's because you're ultimately, you have to break these walls down that we all have when we're being our own boss, when we're trying to figure out how to communicate with people I mean, it is the most, the 
the hardest work is the inner work. Mm. And that's what I believe in probably just as much as the nutrition piece, right? It's like, how can I be the best version myself regardless of my business so that when I do show up in my business, it clicks so much quicker. Yeah. You get, you get to that flow state that you referred mm-hmm. to a lot quicker. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This year, uh, historically, I've been a person that sets goals, lofty goals that are really hard to hit and then making myself wrong for, you know, being upset at myself for not hitting those goals. And so this year I've actually embraced this concept of uh, not really focusing on goals, focusing on process and systems and doing, taking the actions that need to be taken and trusting the universe to provide. And I can't even tell you how amazing it's been. I think everyone on our team would, would agree like, oh my gosh, we've never been busier than we, we are right now. I really love that. And it's hard. I mean, there's been great opportunities that have come up where I just say, I think maybe it's just our ego gets in the way, Mm -hmm. right? And so uh, we were almost right before uh, we got our filming, we were picked for Shark Tank and then no way. dropped for Impact. And I was like, yeah. this is my fantasy, right? Yeah. Like, this is all I wanted. I love Mark Cuban. Yeah. This is going to be amazing. And on paper, it didn't make sense because it's one of five, one yeah. of five businesses. And at some point they're going to ask me and at some point it's going to be, it's oh, not going right. to go well, right? But in my head, all I wanted was to be on Shark Tank. I yeah. didn't care how. I was like, this is so cool. Was this for the bag? Okay. For the impact, this yeah. Is for, yep. for the bag. And yeah. so it was so fun for me to go through this phase of all I cared about was maximizing my valuation, right? right. It was just numbers. It was it was to the tenth degree of what I was already doing because now I had these eyes, I had these numbers, I had so much pressure on myself. And afterwards, when it fell through and I was, you know, I felt like a heart, my heart was broken. And mm-hmm. I was like, actually, this is the lesson. I don't operate in this way. This is, it puts so much stress on all of our team members. And instead of just saying, we have this really great idea and this is of course our goal and we want to hit this, there was so much less pressure. Just like you said, it's less focus on how we're doing it so we can replicate it within every business, even though it's going to look a little different within every business, the systems and processes, if your energy goes there, I mean, the, the weight off of team members' shoulders, probably more than your own, it's like, it allows the floodgates to open. Yeah, just to be able to handle so much more, be that much more efficient. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, so you and I obviously got connected through the Habit Hackers event that took place about a month ago. And another uh, great speech, by the way, that you gave, gave great presentation. Thank you. Uh, another speaker, James Clear, who wrote the book Atomic Habits, one thing that's really stuck with me was when he said, you do not rise to your goals. You fall to the level of your processes and systems. Mm-hmm. And so he, you know, that was um, uh, just reiterated that I maybe made a good choice this year to not really focus on goals and just really focus on the mm-hmm. systems. So, I love that. Yeah. James is amazing. He was yeah. on my podcast recently and he's just nice. rad. He, if you read, I mean. Yeah. He's rad. He's incredible. What's I, your podcast called really quick? Meathead Hippie. Meathead Hippie. Okay. Yeah. 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 And same thing with the gym, right? That yeah. each business has a different angle. So that person that's buying the MPAC is not necessarily the person buying tummy tonic tea. And it could be, maybe they have stomach issues and they want to get strong. And I, those are my people. That's me, right? Yeah. But it's also uh, understanding how you sell things and how you grow things. And it's with the gym downstairs, how easily it is for me to get into, we have one, let's have five. And it's like, take 10 steps back and just make the one exponential 
exponentially perfect, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. you finally have a brick and mortar, which has been so fun to have after having online businesses and online communities. To have that in person is just such a different energy. It's such a different, it's a different monster, right? beautiful or bad, right? And so it's really really key the things you're saying more so than ever you can get away with it a little bit more um being online the wiggle room of those systems and processes but bringing it home and then now taking what i'm learning at this brick and mortar into online has been really cool yeah the brick and mortar being the uh the gym downstairs Mm -hmm. here yeah that's great so uh, of your businesses who is your favorite child <laughs> what, what are you having most fun working on right now yeah um it's pretty fun we have personalities for each one like we I'll have, bet like, the rebel skateboarder is the mpac and the, <laughs> the hippy dippy is the body awareness project oh nice um you know it just it really is wherever i can create i'm happy and so what's a little bit sometimes overwhelming is that all of them I can create. That's really what they all are. So Mm -hmm. I go through phases where I have to, until I find the right partners and until I find the right people that um, take this outside of me, right? Bigger than I, uh, I'm just getting it to a place where that's very appealing to somebody. And then I can kind of take a step back. And so I think for me, it's just saying, well, where do I feel the most impact? Where do I feel the most, um, Fulfillment? Fulfillment, almost. Like the purpose is saying if I, the whole point of these isn't necessarily to make good money, right? It's saying I, they all had intention. So are the T's doing their job and helping someone balance their hormones, you know, and seeing those things come through, seeing somebody barefoot in a park working out with the impact. So I think it's just day to day. It's season to season. Um, There's definitely phases, right? As we launch certain things and the way we time things, they're staggered. There's never anything, not, none of them are a hundred percent every single day. Eventually they will be, but until that ha- until I'm able to have somebody else or build a bigger team, that's not happening yet. Mm-hmm. But that's a good thing because it goes wherever the wherever the passion is, um, but also wherever the team sees the most potential yeah. is where we can kind of combine af- efforts. Okay, that's very cool. Good way to, I guess, uh, attack that. You know, where wherever <laughs> if that's if that's the right terminology, where, yeah. wherever there's your team sees opportunity to grow or to create. That's kind of what gets focused on. Which is so good because I can't go off of just passion, right? Right. It's like, you know, I might be really into the tease while somebody, while we have this huge potential area for growth for the impact. Right. And that's their eyes. That's what they're there for is to say like, you know, come on, like focus here. Do you see this potential? And it's like, oh yeah, duh. That's why you're here. Thank you. Yeah. Let's get going. (laughs) So do you have then a core... Uh, like, I'll just use the term executive team that helps you with everything? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So there's like a board of directors, if you will, that helps you do whatever you're up to. And then there's uh, people in each of those categories as well. That, yeah. Okay. we kind of, I kind of have my right-hand lady and my left-hand lady. Okay. And then we oversee where it's kind of like a tree, right? So nice. some A little branch for Evolve Motion, a little branch for Body Awareness Project a branch for platform strength, and then there's a team within each one of those. And so really having those two people have been key in making sure the communication's clear, but they are so intertwined, right? I can't pretend they're separate entities, even though they are, uh, and I want them to grow and breathe and do what I want 
a separate entity, you know, one business to the next, they still are so branded and intertwined together. Yeah. And so they work really well together, um, which is why the team has to be that way. That's, I, I absolutely love that. There's people in, in my business, uh, which is commercial real estate brokerage, that will say, you know, you have to work 80 hours a week and, you know, only do this and to be successful and yada, yada, yada. That sounds boring, awful, tedious, just gross to me. I'm very inspired by you and very similar, actually. And I like having multiple things going on uh, and, you know, creating a team to, because basically what you're doing is you're creating leaders as well. Uh, people begin to know themselves greater than uh, they, they now do or they used to. And when you can show people that, hey, this is actually possible to have this many things going and, and it's working. Yeah. So thanks for being an example of that. Yeah, still <laughs> figuring it out still, but yeah. it's good. So uh, with, your, with all of these companies, you're, you obviously you're so involved in personal uh, wellness and fitness and uh, helping others as well. What does a cheat day look like for you? What are you tell us what your vices are. I don't have much Please? room. No. Yeah, it's pretty, <laughs> I don't have a lot of room to have an off day. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, my cheat days are such a joke, and I know they're a joke, and I don't suggest this. But, like, for real, having gluten-free cookies is, like, my – I mean, gluten-free cookies or mezcal, that's really kind of my go-to. Ooh. <laughs> Living on the edge with mezcal. Do you ever combine the two? Oh, I'm sure I have. <laughs> I'm sure I have. For, yeah. It's, uh, I really, honestly, it's interesting because my, I've had quite a lot of health issues. Mm -hmm. And so I know, um, food impacts me very, very quickly. Not taking the right supplements impacts me very quickly. Yeah. So if I have to stay pretty on point or the next day, it's that much harder to get going. Right. Yeah. It's, it's my bandwidth is shorter. Uh, I really have to like down the coffee in order to do what I want to do and nobody's going to win when I'm in a grumpy mood right, right. so it's uh, <laughs> kind of the decision right now and I'll take a couple of days of just rest and repair but when I know I have to be on which is going to be for quite some time for right. at least a couple more years of this type of work then uh yeah I'm I'm pretty meticulous about my food and about my supplements and about my sleep my sleep is probably number one how many hours a night at least eight at least eight, okay. Yeah, at least eight. Do you practice any, a lot of people we've uh, interviewed on this show have, have some sort of um, uh, meditation practice. Are you into that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, very recently. What does that look like? So I found Emily Fletcher. She just wrote a book, Stress Less, Accomplish More. Okay. And I've been very anti-meditation my whole life. Mm -hmm. And I have a very hard time sitting still if you didn't realize that by now. <laughs> um, and so for me, sitting still was, it was almost like my effort uh, improved my output. I'm an athlete, right? So I know if I put X in, I will get Y or Z or mm -hmm. whatever it is. So sitting down felt like counterintuitive. Uh, but she has a Ziva technique. So it was the first time, it really took me interviewing her and hearing mm -hmm. it from her. I don't think I would have done it outside of it, but it was saying, oh yeah, I can actually create more time and space. And what's been really fun after doing it, it's been about six weeks, so fairly fresh, yeah. of doing it every morning. I mean, I've always been into tarot cards and incense and stretching in the morning, but truly fully actively meditating. Um, the clarity of the things that I need clarity on the most, my whole business, I mean, it really is 
driven on intuition, right? I know what's best and I know outside of just systems and processes and kind of common sense of growth and patterns, it really is based on like what I feel is right and what I feel is wrong. This is the right timing or this is not. And when we have so much noise around us and especially so much just self-talk, I think of doubt, failure, fear, uh, worrying if we're doing the right thing, it just gets exhausting. That's the heaviest piece of being your own boss. And so it's been amazing to see how quick the clarity comes now that I do practice uh, meditation. There's wow. Less, in six weeks, you've seen that weeks. much of an impact. Wow. That's and awesome. It's, it's less about like, maybe this, maybe that. Here's my options. Right. Really, is there a wrong answer? There, there never is a wrong answer. You'll just have a different outcome. But it's like instantly, it's almost like, you know, from the sky, like, do this, do that, do this. Yeah. And it's been really cool within six weeks to see how that translates into the businesses. And there's been the most change in the last six weeks than I've ever had in the last six years. Nice. So it's definitely all tied in together. How long do you meditate each each morning? So I try 15 minutes. Okay. So 15 minutes in the morning. I'm working on 15 minutes in the in the night, that, mm-hmm. but that's such... I mean, I'm like so proud about the one time of yep. the day. Uh, but I actually, my favorite thing to do is take baths. So uh-huh. I take, I always am in the sauna or I'm taking a bath, usually, one or the other every single day. So that's nice. my other form of meditation. That's great. Cool. So um, before I forget, what's the best way for our listeners to reach you, follow you? Uh, if they want to know more about any of your products or services, uh, yeah. you know, how do we do that? I think the best is my website, emilyschramm.com, and you can kind of find it as the home base and hub for everything I do. Uh, My podcast, Meathead Hippie Podcast, which is really fun, get to talk to a lot of great people of a wide range of meathead, which is more my like muscle and fitness, but also the hippie, which is the meditation and the mindfulness and um, the habits. (laughs) (laughs) And then my Instagram, I would say Emily Schramm for my Instagram. Instagram, Emily Schramm. Okay. And then, uh, so it's Emily Schramm, S-C-H-R-O-M-M.com. Dot com. com. Great. So I'm going to close this out by, uh, we, you know, ask all of our, uh, you know, people we have on the show, these, you know, rapid fire personal questions just so the listeners can get to know you on a more personal level. Who is, uh, who's your hero? Oh my God. If you have one. Um, growing up, it was uh, Jackie Joyner Kersey. Okay. Who is a track star that yeah. had asthma, but didn't let it stop her. So that's the first thing that came to my mind, but I would say my mom too. Okay. How about uh, favorite news sources? Uh, the Daily Podcast is my favorite. The Daily Podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have not heard of that New one. New York else. Times has a daily, so it's Monday through Friday. It's a great little 20-minute okay. snippet of what's going on in the world. Oh, my gosh. I'm not going to check that out. Uh, favorite book? Mm. Gosh. I would say... Oh, this is so tough. I have like I have so many fiction that's coming through, but I'm not going to say Harry Potter and Girl Interrupted. <laughs> um, I would say the most profound book for me... It's really nerdy nutrition herbalism books. I I have this book I carry with me everywhere. It. It's like 5,000 pages and yep. it's like every supplement, every herb, every it's like the Bible. It's yeah, like it's your Bible go-to for, resource yeah. for I, yeah. yeah, that's what I would say. It's A to Z, like an apothecary A to Z. So I carry that in my car. Wow, okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So if you're uh, confronted with a 
uh, an issue with one of your clients or some uh, some ailment, you you have that go to resource or for yourself. It's actually for me. Yeah. It's oh, okay. It's like why did the, why did this happen for me? And then I go down the rabbit hole. So oh, got like, it. Okay. Us- usually things that I wouldn't necessarily care for my clients. We yep. just want to get the baseline. We want to get that foundation. Yeah. But I'm like, you know, let's see how I can. Why did I have like a little tingle in my right pinky? Let's look up that. You know, it's like <laughs> unnecessary things. Right. <laughs> how about uh, do you have a favorite quote that comes to mind? This is from this is from James Clear. Actually, I found this is how I found James Clear. It was um, the art of the Zen and the art of archery, and huh. it's a really amazing book of him. Kind of this guy going to Japan and learning about the art of archery, and it was a blog post of James Clear that actually led me to find him. Hmm. It was this amazing process of saying we're so worried of the arrow hitting the target. But the whole process is what gives us success. And so the quote is, everything is aiming. And so that's my go-to for any time I'm not sure what I'm doing, if it's going to get to where I want to go. It isn't about the target. It's about how you hold the arrow. Wow, I love that. Mm. Everything is aiming. That's beautiful. Um, how about favorite technology? Oh, my gosh. Infrared <laughs> saunas? Ooh, those Does are that nice. Count? Yep. We just got a that new counts. one in the gym. Yeah. Did you? <laughs> nice. Uh, and then uh, last question, favorite way to unwind? I get, I'll, I'm guessing that I know this one. I know. I'm going to throw it. I honestly think what um, exercise is great for sure. Like okay. I obviously love fitness. Yeah. And being outside and running Red Rocks. Um, But I would say the best thing, especially for entrepreneurs and business owners, is doing things very technical where you can't think of anything else. And so for me, it's actually Olympic lifting. And so if you're very familiar with snatching or cleans and jerks, anybody can do it. I mean, it could be a 15-pound dumbbell or 15-pound barbell, or it could be a 200-pound barbell. But there's something that happens when I really have to tune out where with, with fitness in general, if you're running Red Rocks, you can still be thinking of all the things that you have to do. Right. And when you're about to snatch a barbell, you absolutely cannot be thinking of all the things you Anything have to else. do. Right. And so I think for me, that's really become uh, my true fitness zen out. If I want to feel strong, I want to feel capable, but I know I have to stop thinking about my laundry list of to-dos. Yeah. That's my go-to. Wow, I think you just helped me define why I love my current gym so much, Awaken Gymnastics. I love Awaken. It's not just going to the gym to lift weights. It's all skill-based. So every time I go there, I'm trying to achieve a new skill. And so it's almost like I'm not even working out. I'm trying to figure out what process needs to happen so that I can do that skill. It's just amazing. Full focus. Yeah. I mean, you in gymnastics and ollie lifting, very similar. It's that... Very strong core. You have to be in tune. And if you're not in tune, you won't succeed. And so that's the exact same thing. I think they're very similar. Yeah. Wow. Ah, Thanks for helping to find that. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was the people. No, just kidding. It is. It's them too. It's a great gym. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that uh, that wraps us. So uh, this was amazing. Thank you so much for your time and uh, look forward to, you know, staying in touch and uh, so just so I'm clear, so if they um, if people go to emilyshram.com, 
links to everything else that you're up to, yeah. uh, they can find. And I'll be at Startup Grind speaking in May. So okay. if you guys are part of Startup Grind at all, that's kind of a fun way to get people that are interested in what I'm doing and hear my story in a longer degree. Uh, so Startup Grind here in Denver at Enterprise in the May, May 15th. So that's kind of a good first step if you want to meet me in person. Awesome. Come visit. Cool. Thank you, Emily, for your generous leadership today. Thank you, Matt.